0: My name is Jackie, and welcome to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Today I want to visit with you about creating your own opportunities for yourself and your children. And I'm going to give you one very specific example today, and in the future I will give you some other examples of how I have created opportunity in my own life. And in some of these examples, I've literally created the opportunity. In others, I have asked for something that was already there, but it wasn't being offered. So let me give you this example. My oldest daughter has been drawn to horses from the time that she could walk. And while when she was young, I just chalked it up to something a little kid was drawn to, over time, it became very clear that this is something she really wanted. And by the time she was 10, I can remember her sitting at the kitchen counter, you know, just going on about wanting to take riding lessons and wanting to do things with horses. And it just never really ended. And her persistence is what ended up getting her a horse in the long run in many ways. So at the time that I started realizing she was really serious about this, she, this is was not a passing thing that she wanted, I started looking for opportunities. And the first thing I did is I went to the phone book back then. The phone book was still relevant. And I looked, looked up horses and riding lessons and different words and Came up with absolutely nothing. Now, if I would have looked in the phone book at one town over, maybe I would have found something, but I'm not sure. And then I went to Google at some point and still found absolutely nothing. And since my husband and I don't ride horses and we're not into horses, we didn't know people with horses, really. My in-laws had some neighbors move in next to them at some point who were farriers, and that definitely piqued her interest a little more. You know, once in a while, she could go sit on their horses for 10 minutes here or there. And then some other neighbors moved in who who actually have horses and animals that are in movies. So occasionally, the kids could see some of those animals, but horses were not part of our lives. And I really didn't know my in-laws' neighbors, you know, where I could just go ask them things. And at some point, we were just taking a walk on a nature trail in our town. It's, it's a very popular area for people to go walking or bicycling, and sometimes you see horses there too. And so one day, the girls and I are taking a walk, and here comes this old man with these two women who were a little older than me. And they're all on horses. And the old man, I mean, he was old school cowboy. Like, you could picture this man in an old Western movie. Missing a tooth, a beat up hat, you know, older jeans, but friendly as could be. And the women with him, though, were very polished women. Uh, Definitely had this composure about them. And you really wouldn't have even pictured these women riding with this man. They were so different in appearance. But of course the girls and I are like standing there like can we pet your horses? And they stopped and he let the girls pet the horses and he looks down at him and he says I bet you girls would like to ride these horses now wouldn't you? <laughs> and I mean it was really sort of like that. I'm not good at accents though so forgive <laughs> forgive that. But They, of course, are like, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I've got a group of kids who come out on Saturdays and they ride horses. Now, as a mother, I'm thinking, "Mm, I don't know about this. Taking my girls to this man's house. And he told me right where they lived. And I was, it was very simple for me to find it. But I think if it would have just been him, I might not have pursued this or I would have pursued it with even more caution, but the women that he was with gave me a little sense of confidence that this might be okay. So later in the week, without the children, I drove down to this place, and thought, it looks okay. It was awfully quiet. There was nobody around. And so on Saturday, with my husband, we went with a little bit of caution. And sure enough, he had maybe, I don't remember, one or two other kids. There certainly weren't as many kids going there when we started as when we left because we ended up bringing more friends with us over the years. So every single Saturday, we started going to this place and the girls started riding horses. And that was really a great opportunity. And we met some really great people too. And over the years, literally, we became very fond of this old man. And got to know some of the other ladies who boarded their horses there better and really enjoyed ourselves. But let's say six months into this or so, my oldest daughter said, Mom, I'm really enjoying this, but I really want more technical instruction. So while we continued to ride there, back to the drawing board I went. And I continued to look for opportunity and was just coming up dry. So one day I was visiting with my stepdad. And the horse stuff came up where we were going to ride on Saturdays at this ranch. And I mentioned to him that my daughter was wanting more technical instruction. And he said, you know, I work with this lady and they do a lot with horses. Maybe I can talk to her and see, see if she has any suggestions. Well, ultimately, we ended up riding with his co-worker, her and her husband, had like 13 horses, and the girls did start getting more technical instruction. But this was very much an opportunity that was not being offered to the public. And I now understand why it can be so difficult to find riding and horse opportunities, because there is a lot of risk involved and a lot of liability involved. And unless somebody is doing this in a really purposeful way, if they don't know you, don't really want you riding their horses because of the liability aspect. I get this now. I didn't understand that then though. So we ended up riding with those people for about six months and ultimately we ended up moving so that we could get our own horses. Well once we had our own horses sort of the funds were going to the horses not to the training but I recognized that my children still needed training and more help to become better writers. So I literally created another opportunity that was not being offered to the public. One day, my oldest daughter and I went driving around on the outskirts of a neighboring town. And in some ways, I was doing this not just for the opportunity, but to fill my oldest daughter's time with something really productive because I was going to be in that town for my younger daughter every single week in the upcoming school year for an activity she was doing. And I needed my oldest daughter to have something productive to do in that time. So we literally started driving around on the outside of this town where horse properties are and stopping in at people's ranches and just visiting with people and looking for a place where she could volunteer and have this type of opportunity. Well, at one of the ranches, he said, you know, I don't really have anything that she can do here, but I've heard that down the road this lady is looking for an intern or a volunteer, however you want to put it. So we went down the road, and I can tell you I would have never pulled into this place because it was gated. It was really fancy, and I would not have felt that it was a place I could just walk into. So we got there, and we got out, and it was quiet again, and I honestly felt nervous. I did not want somebody to think that we were... They're to steal or with ill intentions, right? And so I sort of would stop at one barn and then another area and just say, hello, is anybody in here? And if nobody was, then go to the next building. There were multiple buildings. Well, we ended up at their indoor arena, which was very, very nice. And we walked in and there's a lady riding dressage and two other women watching her, and they are very polished women, all of them, and thankfully, I had that appearance that day. Now, I knew I was knocking on doors, but you never really know with horse people what (laughs) the dress, the attire will be, and what's appropriate where you land, because my daughter rides both Western and English, and enjoys learning about both aspects in the attire and those arenas, so to speak, is very, very different. Well, I explained to this lady what we were looking for. And I kid you not, she looked me up and down in a way that I've, nobody's ever looked at me before, not that I was aware of anyway. And she said, I might have something she could do why don't you come back on this day at this time? And we cleared our calendar and went back on that day at that time. And that turned into maybe, I can't remember how long we volunteered there, about a year of my daughter volunteering, and then she would get dressage lessons. And I saw a lot of value in this opportunity, not only with horses, I saw value in her learning to become a better dressage writer and a better writer in general. I also saw value in her working with and being around people who had an extraordinary amount of money, at least from where I stood. And that is a different experience than she would ever get in our family and in our general circle of friends. I saw value in her learning a different standard for taking care of your tack. Tack is what you call the saddles and the bridles and all of the horse paraphernalia. I mean, she's cleaning tack that looked like it was being displayed in a store, but the standard for keeping that tack clean was very high. She really just had very different experiences, but she also brought a lot to the table. She had had some very different experiences than the people who rode at that arena, than the trainer. The trainer very much trained horses from the saddle. My daughter had learned a lot of natural horsemanship techniques from Pirelli classes both online and in person. And so she was able to share a lot of knowledge and there was value in that as well. And her bringing that confidence to the table from some of those other classes that she had taken, but also even from riding with this old school cowboy, my daughter got used to riding a variety of horses and some of them were not well-trained. And so she had a pretty good seat as far as being able to stay on just about anything. And I can tell you, if I knew now what I knew then, or if I knew then what I knew now, I probably wouldn't have ever let her ride half the horses that she ever rode. But she learned a lot from that experience, and thankfully has come out fairly unscathed. So we created our own opportunities. I didn't intend to tell you about this last opportunity, but I'm going to because it relates with the horses, and I don't want to do it in a totally separate episode. Another opportunity that came from all of this is we live within driving distance of one of Pat Parelli's campuses. He's one of the best horsemen in the world. He is one of the leaders of the natural horsemanship movement. He has a campus in Florida, in Colorado, in England, and I believe Australia. So we went up to one of their pony parties once after we got horses. And to go, you have to be a member of their online community and courses. So we were already doing that online, which is how we learned about this. And we took our children up there. And I'm telling you again, we were, (laughs) we were ducks out of water once again, that this clientele comes across as though they have a lot of money and we are just average everyday people. And so at lunchtime while we were visiting with one of the ladies there, we just sort of told her what we had done over the years with the training and then moving for the girls to get horses. And, you know, they had to build fences for a whole year before they ever got horses and all the work they've done. And she said, Wow, you guys are doing all of this for your kids. I would like to do something for you. And she's, she is a lifelong member of Pat Perelli's community because she got in very early. And she said... I won an online class, but I don't need it. I have taken all of the classes and I would like to give you this course for your daughter. That was a $2,000 class. That was an amazing opportunity and experience. And when we went to this course, it was a whole week and it was for my oldest daughter. And my youngest daughter was not ready for this opportunity at the time. And she only had one class to give. My oldest daughter made a point to get up every morning and ride before the classes. And she also can ride like bridleless with just, um, oh, just like a string around a horse's neck and no saddle. And she turned some heads. And Pat Pirelli came and invited her to ride with him and his interns at the end of this class. And since then, she's also been able to go do like just an afternoon type cattle drive at another pony party when we were there. But all of this has stemmed from us looking for opportunity and creating opportunity at times where it didn't even exist where it wasn't being offered to the public. We literally went knocking on doors looking for these opportunities. And I'm sharing this story with you today because you can do this for yourself and you can do this for your children. If there is an opportunity that you would like for your family, you can create it. You can find it. I have become a pretty firm believer in creating your own destiny, in creating your own opportunities, because I'm doing it. And you can too. And that's why I shared all of these stories with you today. So while your children might not be into horses, there may be something else they want or that you can see they have the potential to become very good at. And you too can create your own opportunities. So at the end of this episode, I hope that you reflect on this over the course of a day and think about your own needs, your own wants for yourself, for your family. And instead of just opening the phone book or doing a Google search, and if you don't find it, think, well, that doesn't exist. Start thinking about how, Can I get that? If you can change the phrasing in your mind from Can I get that? Does that exist? To how can I get it? How can I make it happen? Your world will change. My name is Jackie. And I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this Mindset Monday episode, it would be great if you would follow this podcast and share it with a friend. I would really enjoy hearing what you think of these episodes. So if you're feeling inspired, please take a moment to leave a comment too. Be sure to check the link below to discover more Mindset Monday episodes and discover information about improving your mindset. Also, if you want full access to our playlist, you can sign up at homeschoolthinktank.com mindset. Remember, when you sign up to access our playlists, you'll be able to use our advanced podcast search engine to quickly bring you right to the moment you are looking for. If you are interested in being a guest on the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast, or you want to learn more about how we serve homeschool families, be sure to visit homeschoolthinktank.com.